The following Toku podcast to contain spoilers from both past and present Tokusatsu, anime, manga, movies and other related media. If you do not wish to be spoiled we suggest turning off the podcast now. Otherwise please enjoy the show. Hello everybody, welcome to the Toku podcast, the best show about Tokusatsu you probably never heard of. And, well, we already did this joke, but don't worry, it, we're recording it again, so don't worry. Kanpai! <laughs> I tried to make cool, a sound, but it, it, didn't, it didn't work. Um, oh. Yeah. But yeah, um, so today we're doing Kanpai Senshi Chapter 5. Kanpai, Pi, 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 I can't speak, Pi, Pi, Pi. Kanpai Senshi Chapter 5. And the premise is pretty simple, so before anything, that's Jay. Hello. That's Van. Cheers! You know, if they ever did adapt it for America, they would use that song, wouldn't they? But that's another thing. <laughs> they would. Maybe. I, I have that feeling. I mean, you know, it's um, an easy enough choice. I mean, you think a bar, you know, in, like, American culture, you think a bar, you think a song that goes with it, you think cheers. I mean, the, nobody, I mean, then again, maybe we're just boomers. I don't know. Um... <laughs> So, getting into the actual show itself, what is the premise, what does it do, what are we doing with it, why are we talking about it, because it's funny. Um, basically, the plot of the show is, you have these, you have these, uh, the Sentai team, who are named Treasure 5, but they're given the nickname Kanpai after 5, because that's what they do, they drink after every fight, after 5, funny enough. And, that's about it, they're, it's just about... It, shenanigans it's them really dipping around in a bar and making jokes and uh cracking fun at sentai tropes that's that's basically a majority of the show uh yeah sort of uh, a plot but not really more more in just like the last handful of episodes but even then it's not like actually important which we'll get into because just to spoil a little bit of it um I kind of really, really liked it. <laughs> I actually really liked it. It's a really good show. It's it's a really nice, nice balance of humor and some actually genuinely, uh, not necessarily say serious but dramatic moments too. Again, more so near the end, but uh, it's nice. Uh, and it's not all just like the usual kind of, haha. Let's just do a thing they would do in the normal show, but we'll do it ironic or we'll we'll be self-aware about it like other parodies might uh that that is that is true a lot of parodies will just be like ha look at the silly posing ha oh wow look at all the napalm haha and it's like uh and and i know that sounds like we're throwing shade at like a keeper ranger but a keeper ranger at least did it good a lot of other ones are just like, haha, look, we're blowing up and haha, funny pose, haha. Yeah, and obviously. They basically most of the abridge, most of the tokusatsu abridges you see on YouTube. Ooh. Honestly, uh, yeah, <laughs> Keeper Ranger is obviously the the easiest choice because it's the same kind of show. It's uh, we're a Sentai team, but we're not kind of thing. Where a Keeper Ranger, we're a Sentai team, but we're not, and we're just a bunch of weirdo fans. Here it's we're a Sentai team, but. You know, we don't actually do any Sentai stuff. It's just just drinking and being a bunch of assholes. Uh, yeah, I guess you could. I guess you could say Kampai Senshi After Five is a Kiba Ranger is a Kiba Ranger without a budget, which is saying something. <laughs> Pretty much, it, somehow it makes a Kiba Ranger look <laughs> well funded in comparison. Uh, <laughs> right. 
which I think is I think it's to its credit though. I think it's actually a good thing that the show is so low budget because if if you actually did and and this is a spoiler for the show. I mean, who fucking cares? The, the robot. Listen to the robot lady, guys. All right. Mm. Um, it, it's a spoiler for the show, but there's no real actual fight. Like, there's one scuffle in like, wait, I think episode seven. I think we and like that's it. We never actually see any fights happening. Like the most we get is like the the different. I don't want to say rangers. The different heroes, uh, like play fighting with each other because they're a bunch of drunk assholes. The only time we get yeah. a Whoa. genuine quote-unquote fight is in the very last episode, but even then it's not a real fight. Yeah. Exactly. I would also include the the open, the intro. Well, the, because they, the intro they, too, in yes. In the intro but... they do the Sentai stuff. They actually do the pretty much you see them in some of the in the ranger costumes and stuff. Doing the which I will say, it's kind of a it's kind of a a joke within of itself because you could basically say, oh, the opening is just that's the fight you missed, and here's basically what you don't want to see. This is like after the ending credits. Well, that's that's honestly, yeah, that's that's really how you explain it is that the the opening is in itself a joke where it's setting you up for, oh, it's just here's another you know it's a somebody watched an old episode of a show a Sentai show, and so we're just gonna do that, but no, it has absolutely nothing to do with the rest of the show. Uh, we can, yeah, so speaking of that, we, let's get into the characters, because they're, like, the easiest things to get through first. Uh, we got Red. Who is, uh, so, useless <laughs> from Decade, uh, who is... Fuck off. The best, honestly, the best character in the show outside of, uh... I love the, him. The quote-unquote villain. Uh, he's... <laughs> His whole shtick is that he's, you know, he's the the rookie, he's the new guy, and he's, obviously, he's the red, so he's, he's the walking archetype of the red, but his whole bit is that, like, he joins the team and he realizes that, oh, the heroes I idolized are all a bunch of assholes, and he, he kind of... They don't even want to do this. He kind of gets disillusioned with the whole hero thing, and... He's very much a walking, uh, he's very much got chronic hero syndrome, where he, he just... He'll do whatever the fuck you ask him to because he's a good guy because that's what heroes do and he's he he slowly breaks as an individual as the series goes on. Uh, we have Blue, uh, the dumbest Ooh, man on the planet. Uh, uh, he was played. Oh my god! Why did I forget his name? Uh, why do I forget Drake who he is? From Kabuto. There you go. I was like, why did I forget? Who? Yeah, it's Drake or uh, Ryder Two. If for uh, yeah, he next was, uh, fans, in which no, case, he was, I'm uh, sorry. Reboot V3. Uh, I don't know why you would remember oh, him with, the next. Oh, okay, I remember that now. That movie oh, fucking Oh, yeah, from sucked. the Grudge Ghost movie. Yeah, from the Grudge Ghost movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for, for all three of you, the next fans out there, in which case, get the fuck off of my podcast. In which case, hello, um, in LA. <laughs> uh, I wonder what it would do in the night. <laughs> <laughs> In no way, please don't stab me. Please email us. We love you. No, um... <laughs> we really do. Uh, but yeah, so he's... Blue, Blue he's is... The, uh... I think that's the easiest way to put it, is that every character is, like... They're, they're kind of the antithesis to the usual, like, archetype you would expect, <laughs> where... Where Red is, obviously, Red is the hero. He's he's very much, like, forced into it half the time, and he's... He's still kind of egotistical about it. That he's 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 really kind of annoyed and overall disillusioned with the whole hero thing. 
Blue, you expect yeah. him to be the uh, the cool, aloof guy of the team, and here Blue is a complete fucking moron um, who honestly causes <laughs> most of the problems in the show, uh, both intentionally and unintentionally. <laughs> I, I loved him in the show. He was, like, great. Blue is... Because Blue he, is top he's I, so it, It's hard to say that there's a character in the show who's bad, because there's only, like, seven or there's eight characters. There's no real, like, extra characters. There's the main cast, and that's basically it. Um, yeah. So... Uh... What, do you, what about their extra ranger, technically? Oh, oh well, la- Lame Golden? <laughs> Lame Gold, or Lame Gold. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to him once we get through the other three. Um, blue we got is, Green, blue is, who is... A, green oh, is... Oh, if you want to keep going with Blue, yeah. Well, I was going to say a little bit more about Blue. He's just... Uh, Go for it. He's a fucking moron, as we mentioned. Um, <laughs> uh, he, he causes all of the problems, and... Um, uh, ironically speaking, he is—he uh, becomes closer to the villains than the heroes at one point, which is—it's uh, fun. It, it's a nice little, uh, nice little story arc they do there. Um, uh, but yeah, his whole shtick is that he's a complete fucking moron who causes everybody's issues to become worse. Uh, so Pretty much. Um, green. Um, <laughs> What the fuck is uh, that saber? He doesn't he's, do much, but he's, see, he doesn't do much, but what what he does is usually fucking hilarious. He's um he's very much he's kind of boring, honestly. He's a nerd. He's he's that's, just kind of like a thing. generic nerd. Um I guess the the best way to put it is like with Green, you usually expect Green to be like the weird one, the comedy guy, and here in this Green is uh, He's just kind of boring. Uh, I really don't know how. Until else to he gets put it. drunk. He doesn't really do anything. Uh, there's like one or two episodes where he has some good comedic moments, but otherwise he's he's mostly just in the background. That's why I said until he gets yeah, drunk. Until that one time he got case, drunk. Uh, <laughs> and tried to that fucking murder a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Green Green plays mostly a second fiddle to the rest of the cast. Like he's a supporting character. To the rest. Which is weird to say. Yeah. Yeah, like... Like, pretty much they use him to bounce off stuff with. Like, I just think, like, some moments work better because Green's kind of there to pretty much egg on and or increase a situation. Yeah, I would... If you want to if you want to go for... If you, were, if you want to go for a, a certain trope, I mean, you could almost say he's the straight man. In a way. He kind of is the straight man overall, by virtue of not really being involved with most of the jokes. Yeah. Um, then you get Yellow, who is an old fuck. Uh, the, he's a boomer. The, the joke of the Yellow being usually he's the the tough guy. He's the old, uh, usually the older member of the team. He's kind of kind of sometimes like a key ranger, who is obviously a majority of parody of. He was kind of a overweight guy, but he was the. He was the heavy lifter of the team. He was the he was the muscle. Where here in yellow, he's an old fat dude who can't lift his arms up above his neck and uh, is constantly complaining and is just kind of kind of stupid. Also, but in a different kind of stupid. Where he he's, he's doing it for a paycheck. He's clearly just here for the money. Uh, I like yellow. Yellow ends up having uh, some genuine heartfelt moments throughout the show most of which just yeah 
the fact that he's a weird old dude uh, who doesn't fit in. Um, yeah, with the younger... When he, when he gets replaced younger. for all of two episodes, uh, which is funny in and of itself, and is funny because of what it's parodying. Um, yeah, yeah. his shtick is kind of one note where uh, he's the old dude, so he makes a lot of, like, old-timey jokes. Uh, he, he tends to be the one who pokes on, like, the the tropes the most. Like, he'll be the one who be like, why are the villains always attacking so-and-so, or why are we doing so-and-so? Or, like, isn't it easier just to bring the robot out at the beginning and so-and-so? So that's kind of his thing, is to, like, point out the tropes and, like, make the jokes about them. But that... Not to say that's his only thing, but uh, that's kind of his his primary thing. See, it's funny uh, that you mentioned that because um, I've noticed this from the past few from the past few shows that are com- comedically inclined that we've done. It's that a lot of them tend to lean on the whole thing of these characters are one note, but it's what they do with that one note that really really puts him above a lot of things like like here with yellow like you said he's his character is he's an old guy he, he has no re, he has no purpose being in the team because he's so fucking old but for some reason that just they're, they're able to do a lot with that to the point where they're even able to get a legitimately like like pulling at your heartstrings moment towards the end and i'm just like what the fuck yeah where'd this come from yeah, and it's a fun it's a fun little arc, especially with the the way it gets resolved at the end too. Which uh, it's funny for multiple reasons, and uh, I'll explain why it's funny when we get to that talking about that arc. Um, uh, but we got Pink, who's a slut. Pink is <laughs> Pink is well, as I mentioned, everybody's kind of like this usual subversion. Where Pink is usually like she's the the straight laced girly girl type who's there for like the kiddies and the adults. Where here she's a rude bitch who's constantly heavily drinking and smoking and just kind of being a scumbag. Um, she stole the fucking robot. She stole the robot when she got oh, mad. Yeah. Uh, she never pays for any of her drinks. She's uh, she smokes in the robot, which you know that's that's the worst possible thing is that she smokes too. But that's her. Oh yeah, I, lo- I love the episode where they actually do try to call her on that bullshit. That she always fucking ditches out when they ever have to pay. So they actually... That was pretty good. Yeah, that was a fun one. And then uh, they end up chickening out anyways because Red's chronic hero syndrome kicks in, as I had mentioned. But but she, but if anything, of all the people in the show, she is probably the worst person. Like, not the worst character, just the worst person she is, in the show. Yeah, she's definitely the worst human being as part of the treasure... Yeah, as part of Treasure 5, she's definitely the worst human being. Uh, but in the show, she's fun. Uh, she tends to be the not the most one-note, but uh, close to green in the fact of uh, just how one-note she is. Yeah, I could see that. Um, that now let's move on to the good vi- the good characters in the show, the villains. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I fucking love the, so I there's love the our commander writers. of the evil organization named the evil organization whose name is Commander, uh, who's coincident... <laughs> oh, yeah, we should have we should have mentioned that. Uh, none of these characters have full names. No, yeah. So they're when, alluded to, but they're not. They don't actually have full so names. So, yeah, when we refer to characters by their color, it's not because we forgot. It's because they literally don't have any other kind of name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
which is easy for us because now we don't have to remember it. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't have to say hard to say Japanese names. <laughs> so there's the commander of the evil organization named Commander, who's uh, coincidentally played by the commander from Bokenger. Um, he's honestly the best part of the show because he's he's very much like the stock Showa era like Sentai villain where he's he's evil for evil's sake, but a lot of it is like cartoonish incompetent villainy uh where end up half the time he ends up helping the heroes because of how incompetent he is which uh ends up becoming ironically plot relevant with just how bad he is at stopping the heroes yeah <laughs> in a weird twist uh they <coughs> they turn the usual trope of haha the villain is so bad he ends up helping the heroes into an actual like plot point but, uh, he he. If I were to say, he is the heart of the show. He really is. He ends up having like the most like dramatic and uh, emotional moments in the show. Uh, he ends up having like an actual character arc, whereas everybody else basically stays more or less the same as they began. Uh, he ends. Up, he honestly ends up having some of the funnier jo- funniest jokes half the time. Uh, mostly just due to the fact that like. He's pretending to be the chef, well, quote-unquote, pretending to be the chef at the restaurant they hang out at. Uh, and, and <laughs> yeah. There's, there's there's a lot of the jokes where he's, like, he's, he's taken, like, the bit too seriously to the point where it, he's just literally working there. Uh, which, of course, uh, it turns <laughs> out he actually is literally working there. Um, you know... He uh, the villains you, look even villains need to pay their bills which is coincidentally the plot of the show uh yeah um like like i said like he himself as the main bad guy well again it's hard to really give some give somebody the moniker of main bad guy because as the show goes on and I, and I like this part of the show i mean even at the beginning really as the show goes on, there's not really a villain, honestly. They're all just... He's not... He's the not the really entire show is kind evil. of all just he's... about... Yeah, I was going to say, like, the show is kind of all just about... They're all just fuck-ups, in a way. Yeah, like, it's hard to be the villain of a show where there's no, like, evil plans. He's he's just occasionally tries to fuck with Treasure 5, but he never really, like, does anything, and... Half the time he's ended up helping them with their own problems because they're bigger <laughs> yeah. fuck-ups than he is. Yeah. Which is really weird to think about because, like, re- honestly, that's that's the whole thing. I mean, he doesn't do anything bad, honestly. Like, he'll he'll say... Uh, and there's there's multiple points where, like, he'll have, a cho- like, a chance. Like, uh, like his henchman like, that we're going to talk about right now. He brings him a, a poison bottle. be like, oh, are we going to poison them? Yeah. He's like, no. I'm just going to... It's like it's food. literally in the first episode, uh, his his uh, generic mook, uh, who is just uh, he's just called like the combatant. I think they like uh, Treasure Five one time refers to him as like Key because you know he's he's a shocker mook, so he does the E thing. And yeah, I think that's his like his fake name they gave he gave them. So like that's the closest he gets to a name. Um, like. Honestly, he's the one that, like, he applies to the usual, like, stock stereotype the most, where he is he is the generic mook. He's the guy who's there to follow the villain's orders no matter what, no matter how ridiculous or more contradictory it ends up being. 
Um, to the point where he, like, half the time he's not really in on what the commander is trying to do. Half the time when he's, like, he's trying to do something, like, unironically good, he thinks it's part of, like, a scheme, and he just goes along with it because he's stupid. Well, because he just, like. he just wants to be, a, he just wants to be helpful. He just, he's doing his job as a minion of the evil organization to help his commander, uh, no matter how incompetently not evil his plans are. Which, again, we'll get more into as we talk about the arcs, which is just it, incredible. It starts pretty much immediately on where he's like, oh, hey, Treasure 5 is here and they got a new red. You want me to kill them? And they're like, no, nah, no, nah, we're not going to kill them here. It's uh, uh, too easy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, okay, whatever you say, Commander. E. Um, so then we got uh, we got the manager. Now we're just going to talk about the last two. The manager of the bar that they're in. I mean, he's, he, he doesn't, doesn't really he, do he much. He doesn't do anything. He's just like, haha, he's the manager there uh, while our villains are trying to be villains on the job. And that's about it up until the last like two episodes. When he <laughs> Which does come into a twist. He finds out that uh, the commander is, in fact, the commander of the evil organization, which they end up playing with well, because, uh, primarily because of how, like, uh, like dramatic and heartwarming the storyline for them ends up becoming. Uh, he ends up joining them, sort of. He tries to help them out. He's like, he doesn't want to yeah. reveal that he knows that he's, he's the fucking big bad of the show, quote unquote. So he's like, he'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to help you out. And then doesn't, like, actually explain it. So it's fun. Uh, but he doesn't really show up at all. So he's kind of a... He just kind of exists. And um, then we got Lame Gold, a.k.a. every da boss chief. ever. He is the chief. Uh, he's their boss and the sort of sixth ranger where he's the... I guess the easiest way to instead of like the usual trope where uh, you know the chief who is the sixth ranger or the extra ranger is, oh well he's the most badass and he's super serious and super tough and everybody loves and respects him and he's he's a super serious threat here he's he's a, even more pathetic than yellow and he's even older than him and he's a big fat guy who who can't <laughs> fight and he's just obnoxious and everybody hates him. Look, I'm uh, not gonna to, li- I'm not gonna lie, dude. See, I'm not gonna lie. I had such PTSD watching that episode because I've been there. I've oh, yeah. been he there. Is, he is your boss. He is. You have had this boss at least once in your life, statistically. If, if you is, if you have worked a job ever, like multiple jobs, you will know this person. The the yeah. guy who's who's doesn't know when to just leave you alone and he's always just wanting to oh my god he's, oh. he clearly means well but he's just obnoxious and does not read the room and does not know when to stop but he's your boss and you got to put up with it cuz you want to be nice and you don't want to you don't want to look like an asshole in front of your boss cuz that's never a good thing well, that was a great story that you've told me for eight times this week, yeah, sir. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't have things I had to do three hours ago, sir. I, I, you know, I appreciate it. I love the story. I know, you know, my kid's just at the bus stop in this frigid fucking rain. Don't worry about it. Yeah. He can walk and, home. And, of course, you know, obviously, you know, you expect the sixth ranger guy to be the most toughest, powerful ranger in the team. And he's outright stated to be the weakest. He... To quote the commander, he's as about as tough as a used condom, uh, which is probably <laughs> the best quote from the show, personally. 
Oh, I love that quote. Uh, um, then, but he's 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 only in like two episodes, so he doesn't really factor into much at all. And then you got uh, Yellow Two, which again she doesn't factor into too much, but she's she's fun for while she's there. She, I mean, she's it's a it's a cute little I thing. Think, I think the the replacement yellow arc is definitely the weakest episodes of the show, but she's fine. Uh, she's also one who just kind of like fulfill fulfills her stock role where, oh, I'm the replacement hero, and that's it. That's my entire shtick. That's my entire joke. Uh, I mean, I I like the whole thing of like <laughs> they're they're just making the three male heroes just go fucking crazy, and Pink is unbelievably jealous. It's it's a fun bit, but I I think my issue with it is that it it went on for too long. It's that's three. It's like it's two or three episodes that is just oh haha. There's a new hero and she's a girl that isn't pink, and now the guys are obsessed with her, and pink is jealous. And repeat that for thirty fucking minutes three episodes in a row. Yeah, I can see what you I can see what you're getting at. I I will say though, the way they wrote her off the show was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> the way the way she gets written off and this is this is what I had brought up earlier with yellow is uh, she gets introduced because yellow is fired because he's too old and fat and he can't fight anymore. <laughs> so they replace him uh, and in a genuinely like emotional and heartfelt scene where he's like everybody's kind of like they reveal they don't really like him kind of accidentally and then he just kind of gets depressed and he's he's solemnly walking away and the commander like invites him to drink and he has this heartfelt conversation about like uh, being old I don't, like getting old and like moving on in the world and how how life changes and it's, it's, it's this... surprisingly fucking heartbreaking when you when you're watching this i'm just like ah oh, dude it's it's genuinely heartfelt and emotional, and it's weird coming from a show that, like, earlier was making jokes about how the monsters have zippers and, like, the villains are blowing up the city because they have no money and stuff like that. It, it's kind of... It's a bit of whiplash, honestly. And it it's kind it of is, but it kind of works. Following that point, the show kind of starts taking this more, like, dramatic turn. So, of course, they get the new yellow, and as I mentioned, her, her shtick is kind of one note. And then, you know, like, right at the end when they all think, oh, well, we're, we're all going to try and hit on her and become dating with her, she walks in the room and it's like, oh, hey, guys, I'm pregnant and I'm going to go get married. I, I quit. And they're just, they're all, oh. Oh, no. Fucking blue so, balls. So, she, when it's like, Okay, well now we're getting another yellow. I wonder who it's gonna be. Like, oh, I hope it's just as cute a girl. And then walks ye- the original yellow. He's like, "Hey guys, I'm back." And like, oh no. And everyone's just like, oh. Which is Fuck which off. is funny because one, you know, here it is expecting. Oh, we're expecting this cute girl. Oh no, it's just our old fat friend who's back. And two, <laughs> that's something that actually fucking happened in Sentai. That that literally happened in Go Ranger, where they replaced the Yellow Ranger. And then they replaced the replacement with the original guy. I've, that's literally yeah. what happened. <laughs> no, yeah, that's... Like I said, this show is very much a... We watched a couple of episodes of some old Sentai shows, and we're going to copy those tropes. Uh, but it does it well. 
it does it really well. It's not like the generic jokes of, oh, haha, we poked fun at the, you know, single trope. And so there's there's some genuine, like, not expected references like that, where they, they make fun of the joke where, oh, yellow quit, and then they replaced, you know, got replaced, and then the replacement left, and now they're replacing him with the original guy. Which is just amazing. Yeah. Um, and and it's, again, this is this this goes on for the entire show where it's these tiny little things. Like one episode will be, oh my god, how do we fucking use Twitter? Because Green is a fucking there's, dumbass who just drank and got angry. There's an entire episode where they're trying to figure out how fucking Twitter works because <laughs> they got dr- Green drunk by accident and he started trying to fucking kill a man. You know, like you do. <laughs> And Blue, because he's a dipshit, posted it on Twitter, uh, which which I must note uh, is a real Twitter account. Uh, both, I'm, I only know about Blue and the Commanders, but uh, last I checked, every single Twitter account that they showed in the show is a real Twitter account with real tweets. Uh, of course, they're all long dead and abandoned, but all of the tweets that they show in the show are real tweets. So, uh, the episode is that, uh, like I said, Green got drunk, uh, tried to kill a man, you know, like you do. Uh, Blue tweets about it. And so it's them trying to astroturf, you know, oh, we're trying to cover it up on Twitter here. So we've got the commander in yellow trying to figure out how Twitter work. Uh, a red two. Uh, red making a very obvious sock puppet account. Yellow spent ten hours trying to make a fucking password. <laughs> the commander trying to spend ten hours making a password, and then there's a bit where he can't say Twitter right. Say Twitter. Uh, yeah, it's Twitter. So the the whole thing is just an entire episode of wow, these guys are fucking idiots. These guys are idiots and also old. And and their Twitter accounts end up being somewhat relevant as the series goes on. We we keep going back to them talking about Twitter. Like, uh, there there's an episode where um, I, I don't exactly remember what happens, but I think uh, one of the Treasure Five guys offhandedly mentioned something, and the commander goes on Twitter to like talk about it to like yeah to yeah yeah help them out. And AJ, it was that was like the, that was, was a gem. AJ, yeah, no, that was in the last episode. There was a couple other times where the commander is on Twitter trying to help them out. And AJ, you walked away as I was... Or you muted as I said this, so I'm going to say this again. Uh, all of the Twitter accounts that they showed in the show are real. Uh, no, yeah, I heard exists. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just... I wanted to bring that up again just in case you didn't hear me. I'm not going to repeat myself any further then. Um, so th- it's a fun, nice little bit of a defictionalization there where, uh, oh, the heroes are real and they're actually making tweets and it's... It's fun. It's a nice little gimmick. Uh, they don't really advertise it other than, you know, here's them looking at their phones and you see their, their handle and that's about it. But, uh, yeah, so Twitter ends up being plot relevant more often Which is kind of isn't. weird. Which is kind of it's weird because um, they, they bring this up, but they don't do anything with it afterwards, of Green finding out that Pink has a second job. And they make it seem like it was going to be relevant at the end, but they don't do anything with that. They, they just drop that. Yeah, there's, there's uh, like, the whole plot line of, like, oh, Pink is, like, a chain smoker who heavily drinks and 
might be doing something illicit on the side for money. Uh, but they don't really, like, they kind of forget about it. They don't really focus on it, and it kind of gets abandoned. And even in season two, they, like, never bring it up at all. Um, See, it's weird, because maybe that was just a thing of, like, eh, this, this might be a little bit too serious to bring up. I, I think either that, or they're like, ah, uh, this isn't funny, nobody really cares, let's let's abandon that. Or, or they yeah. Kind of, they kind of noticed how popular certain other plot lines, like the like the bits about, you know, the the villains not having money ended up being more popular. So they decided to go. Which is, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about that because the villains, again, the villains are weirdly the heart of the show, especially the commander and key. We're gonna call them key because that's what they call them in the show. Yeah. So, so but commander and key, which is weird so because them, them not having money is brought up in the very first episode as a throwaway joke, as part of the obligatory. Why do the villains only ever attack this one specific city? Why don't they just try to attack elsewhere where we can't get to? And of course, it's funny enough when you bring that up. And then we cut to the villains who are like, they look like uh, I forget who, but I think like yellow or pink is like, why don't they try to attack like Brazil or something? And pink's like, oh yeah, I'd love to go to Brazil, you know. And then uh, Commander and Key like they like look at each other like, oh, it's a good idea. They pull out their phones and like. Oh, plane tickets are that much? Oh, no, fuck that. It's like 500,000 yen for, like, a one-way <laughs> trip. Yeah. So, it's kind of like a throwaway joke about, like, haha, the villains don't want to afford anything. And then it, it ends up being plot-relevant, because as the show goes on, like, you hear the you hear Treasure 5 talking about, like, oh, the, the villains are sending out less henchmen now, and they're, they're not using monsters as much, and the monsters aren't growing big anymore. I, I guess they're running out of cash, and it's... It's like a genuinely like emotional plot line where like, and it's actually like, true. They they don't have yes, money. Don't, yeah, we're 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 going broke. We we can't keep doing this. He's like the commander gets a bunch of jobs and he's like, oh, it's all it's all cover to to chase them and you know case the joints and so we can rob them and of course key falls hook line and sinker forward every single time and. Uh, yeah, and he was actually doing it because they need he, the money. They just which need... is really, which again, it really comes out as the, a legitimately heartwarming and actually heart, kind of heartbreaking. Because you, here's the commander, who again, he he's a bad guy, quote unquote, but he's not really a villain. He just he just kind of wants to keep this going, and you have a you have a feeling like he doesn't even want to do this because he's mean. He just it's like these people are depending on me now, like I, I like along the way like he stopped being a bad guy and he's like no no the people who are like working for me depend on me and I I don't want to make them lose their jobs and shit like that like key and stuff, which is why he like to just go off to his mom's tofu shop, and I'm just like yeah I could that's actually like really fucking heartwarming to me and, honestly and that's the thing is that like it's it's something where you could have made it an easy like joke of. Haha, the villains don't have money, so they need to work real jobs to afford their evil villain plans. But no, they treat it pretty much entirely seriously, uh, to the point where uh, Blue accidentally finds out that they're they are working at the restaurant, like actually working there because they can't afford to be villains, and he like he keeps it a secret, and he becomes this like weird like secret supporter of them to the point where like. 
whenever they're like talking about the villains, Blue will just chime in something about how awesome the villains are. Or like he'll help them like, out. Yeah, they're pretty cool guys. Yeah, it's like it's you like, shouldn't oh, underestimate them. Or like uh and there's a point where like the commander fell asleep during a battle and he like oh he like carries him off so he can go sleep and he's like, Oh, I must have been uh brainwashed. He must have been pretending to be asleep and he I, I, I let him escape. That's it. Yeah. And and, and and again, it comes down to them, like there's this there's this moment where, where Key and the commander are talking about like the future, like what's what's gonna happen now, where where's it going, what's gonna happen to the evil organization, and it comes to like Key, and see usually this this thing would just be played for last, like Key would be like, no, I make me a monster, I I'm loyal enough, but like no, here just like the commander's like, no, you have to be really sure you want this because if not you're gonna fuck yourself up for no reason and they take it seriously to the point where there's a point in the show where key gets i guess injured because the whole because he uh the the villain explains as the outside of your body is invincible but the inside of your body is out of a two-year-old so you got to be careful what you eat so, so yeah they he gets they, they, they kind of skimped on the the, inner, in, the the inside parts so he's he's kind of super weak on the inside and treasure five accidentally kills him at the bar uh yeah makes the villain even more depressed uh he to the point where he visits him in the hospital every day and he even takes key's place in the tofu shop when i'm like just what the fuck it's like it's weird because you would expect it to be like haha it's a joke because you know they're the villains but they're pathetic and they can't afford it no the show treats it entirely seriously, and it's a genuinely dramatic and heartwarming moment. It, it does. It is. It's like, oh, dude, I don't want to no. Gut wrenching, but it's like, it's. It honestly makes you feel bad for the quote unquote villains of the show, where, you know, sure they're trying to take over the world, but it, uh, like AJ was saying, uh, the commander isn't really evil. He's just like it. Just seems like he's doing it because. Well, all these other guys believe in me, and they believe in my cause that I might have once believed in, so I'm just going to keep it going. Like, I mean, even in the last fucking episode, he even, like, straight up says, like, I'm not, like, I'm not a bad guy anymore. I've somehow become a good person. And that's <laughs> yeah. what I'm talking about. Where, like, there's these jokes of, like, oh, where he's, he's helping the heroes out because, uh, oh, well, it's... I, I, this is not where we're going to defeat them. We're like, oh, we, we can't let them be humiliated by anybody else's but our hands. And it's, it's no, he's just, he's actually genuinely trying to help them because he's just a, a good person. And he's, yeah, he feels bad that he's a good person now. And it's, in any it's other weird. show, this would have been like a joke, but it's taken entirely seriously and it's and, and, and i think it's i think the show it was very very smart to do that because it, w- w- like you said anybody else anybody else writing the show would not have done that anybody else who I, was given this material would have just made this a joke but no they're just like it's, it's life they're, this is like what what would happen if a villain actually ran out of money yeah and it Honestly, it it elevates the show above whatever it could have been. It's it really it really makes the show stand out. Uh, is the fact that they they take it seriously, and yet it's still like it's still funny, of course. But they don't like 
they don't turn it into a joke. They try to take it seriously. Yeah, it, it's it almost it really almost becomes like an actual different. it almost becomes like an actual J drama in that sense where it's like almost yeah like like uh, like how in some J dramas they're mostly serious but they have a lot of jokes. It's mostly jokes, but it has a lot of serious moments as well. I mean, shit. There's an entire point where they're like this is during the like the last few episodes where you know the team is going to get disbanded, like they're going to get dissolved basically, only up to three people. And they're just like, well, I can leave, and no, I you leave. And like they're getting into an argument until finally, they stop being shitty people, and just start saying, well, you know what? Maybe I'll leave myself. I'll do it myself, and I'll leave. To yeah, the and, then, and it and it gets really really heart wrenching because it's like, these guys don't want to. Like as much as they complain about it, as much as they hate certain stupid shit that happens to them in the fights and all this, they can't see themselves doing anything else. And that's that's another way where, like, you would expect this to be the obvious joke, but they, they take it entirely seriously where, oh, well, the villains are, you know, they're not existing, basically. They don't have money, so they can't afford to fight. So the heroes basically just exist for because they're heroes, and it's, you know, well, well this shit costs money, you know. We're not spending it on anything if these guys aren't doing anything. So they, the heroes end up having to deal with getting downsized, and you know they're they're not able to use their stuff, and, it's, and eventually it's like, oh, we're we're just gonna get disbanded entirely, and it's it's treated seriously, it's taken entirely seriously, and that's it really, it's different. I think is the best way to put it. It's different, and it's not what you would expect out of any other kind of like show that was like parodying this genre where all of this stuff you'd feel like it would be treated as a joke but here it's taken entirely seriously and it and, it manages and, to make the show that much better and you and you have this feeling of and, and it's, it's a weird feeling that i can't exactly put to words of hold on excuse me of like they're it, you're taking these silly ass characters and adding a serious tone to it but you're not really taking it as a joke to the point... And, and they do it so convincingly where even to these characters... Because, again, these characters, they're not given actual names. They're never outside of their costumes, the the rangers themselves. They're never outside of their costumes. There's always, they're always wearing that weird, frilly, you know, bullshit. They're these silly... Outside yeah. of the, the opening credits, they, they're always in their costumes, so it's... Like so we you have you know, these these guys are they're walking stereotype basically but they, yeah. they still manage to like give them genuine human pay i don't know unless you say pathos is the right word but emotions and you make them take them seriously and that's that, that, and that's what i'm saying like you have these silly ass characters that you take that you feel for you feel for them because it's like you don't want to see these guys lose their jobs. Yeah, they they can be dicks, but I don't want to see them lose their jobs. Yeah, the villain might be a little weird, but he's doing his best. He's working like six jobs himself, and he's helping out Key, and I don't know what to feel. It's so conflicting. <laughs> it, it takes you on a roller coaster. It really does, and it's, it's so much more different than... I mean, it's so much more different than even Akiba Ranger because Akiba Ranger barely took itself seriously at all, even when it was like starting to be serious near the end with all the the really heavy meta shit. Where it's oh well, our show is basically getting retooled and we're getting canceled, like we talked about. 
Uh, and I think it even brought this uh, the show's style up when we were talking about that, where uh, because obviously the show is not made by Toei or anybody else. It's there's leeway done with the jokes, where the jokes are definitely still more like they're still they they dig more at the genre than you know Keeper Ranger did, where there's there's definitely more not necessarily negative, but they they take more heavy pot shots at the genre and they're yeah they because this, this isn't their bread and butter. No, and even then, you know, you would expect it to be just kind of like a basic parody, but it's they they take itself seriously and they they treat it with enough respect and they they take these different turns with how the show is going to be and it's it it ends up being a better product overall than what you would expect from a basic parody of X superhero genre. And you know what, I think, and this is what I said earlier, I think, to its credit, that's why I like the fact that it had such a shitty budget. Because you see these crappy suits, you see the crappy intro, you see the no budget, the only three sets, you see all of that, and all you think is, it's gonna be the generic jokes, oh ha ha, everything explodes, ha ha. And it's like, and that's why I think later episodes like seven like like nine through ten like nine through th- to twelve I'm, I'm sorry f- hit you even harder because it's like since it's such a down paced i guess you would say the the word the best word would be intimate show because it's just them you get more attached to them and because of that when they do get into serious moments you're like yeah i, I guess they i guess they are just people in the, at the end of the day it, it's weird. It's really weird that the way that the production itself plays into the show and how serious you can take it. Yeah, exactly. If anything, if it was filmed a different way, you could even say this might have been like a, a mockumentary. If it was filmed differently. You could have made this into a mockumentary. Honestly, yeah, probably. I think that's one of the... It's a film style. Like, a lot of soap operas are filmed in a different way as well. Makes it little look a little more realistic as opposed to a movie or a TV show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Like, if you had filmed this a little bit differently, you could very much have just played it off as a mockumentary. It's going to sound weird, but this feels like it could have been Sentai Spinal Tap. Honestly, yeah, it would probably work as a as that kind of style to it. Yeah, because it's it's got this very cynical yet somewhat uplifting tone to the whole thing, where it's just like, y- yeah, I, I'm I'm rooting for these guys. You know, they're, they're they're not the greatest people, but hey, you know, they're they're doing their fucking best. I like these guys. And again, that's that's you know, in service to. The really funny jokes, the real fun character moments that we have. The actors do an amazing job with what they're given. You know, Drake, fucking, even Useless. Yes, I will even admit Useless does a fucking fantastic job with his Uh, role. That's the thing is that I've always said is that uh, Ryota is a great actor. It's just he was given such a shitty role in Decade that he's... It's honestly, like, killed his career and perception and i don't necessarily want to say it's a career because obviously he you know he's not an american actor he, 
a lot of his stuff doesn't really make it stateside, so I don't exactly know how successful or not he is, but it's definitely killed his kind of perception, and it's he gets shit on a lot. He's he's a good actor. It's just he's just he was given such shit initially that he just it kind of gives people a bad a bad taste in their mouth when they see him. Yeah, which which kind of sucks because <laughs> I I hate to say it, but l- watching this and watching him do such a good job makes it kind of made me think, and this is completely off topic in a sense. I'm like, God, I feel so bad for Ghost Sector. <laughs> Because he's going pretty much to the same thing himself. Because I'm like, oh, I feel bad for that motherfucker. I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty sure he's great. I'm pretty sure he's a nice enough guy, but fuck! Honestly, that, but, that really happens to to any actor, really, is, you know... They can be a good actor, but you have one role that everybody hates, and you know your career is dead, and that's that's really just how it works. Which which is why I'm glad they gave him the opportunity that they did with this show, because again he goes above and beyond with this role, and god damn it he gives that motherfucker socks, and, and it's weird because especially at the uh, the at the ending, and I think we can talk about the ending now, where everything's everything's about to go to shit. You know the team is not even going to be down to three people. It's going to be fully dissolved. There's no more villains. There's no more money. Nobody can do anything. Which, by the way, this is the only time you get to see two more sets. Um, like, all this stuff is just going to the shitter. And they're just like, well, fuck. And then they start realizing, shit, we basically ruined the commander's life. No wonder he wants to fucking kill us. Which <laughs> which much. they then which they then do one of the only really, real heroic things in the entire show. And give them and give up their gems, which... You see on their fucking suits, you think it's just a shitty prop? No, they bring up that these things are apparently worth 5 million yen apiece. So they yeah, decide to just give them the fucking gems. The most heroic thing they do in the show is funding the evil villain's evil organization, which even even the commander points out, like, you guys are the heroes, you should not be helping me, this is fucked up, what are you guys doing? And, and of course they you know they put masks over their helmets and like we're not <laughs> treasure five what are you talking about no it's it's fine nah. it'll help and obviously he knows and they know and there's this nice little nod where uh, the commander is still working part time jobs and Red's kind of like you know I heard this rumor about this guy who's a part of an evil organization who's who's working a bunch of jobs because he's because he's trying to get something back from a pawn shop he sold to them and he's just kind of like. He's kind of like, thank you for your help, okay, I'll pay you back for this someday. And he just kind of walks out. It's a cute little moment where, like, sure, the status quo is upheld, upheld but even then, it's it's done with such genuine emotion, and it's, it's such a nice, like, feel-good moment. It's a great way to close out the show is, sure, the status quo is being upheld, but it's done in such a way that it... You don't care. It makes you feel good. Yeah, you don't. You don't. It's not even like a bad thing that it's done. It's it feels good. You, if anything, you're glad. Like, oh, thank fucking Christ, these guys aren't gonna lose their job. They're actually gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be fine. It's a happy ending for a show that honestly could have very easily had a very bad ending, like a very sad ending. And I was like, oh my god. Yeah, like, right? Yeah, like, they could have just been you like, think that. we all lost our jobs, that's it, and just have an abrupt an end, and that's the ending. 
No, they like I said, the the fact that it, it takes itself seriously at the end is honestly the best part of the show, ironically, for a comedy parody of a fucking superhero show. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's to, it's to the point where, as Jay said and as I said, you're happy the status quo is upheld. You're happy that nobody's losing their job. You're happy that these guys are okay. They're okay in the end. And it's it's great. It feels good. It's, it's a feel-good moment for a show that, again, as I said, easily could have just been shit-canned and just been like, yeah, fuck you. It's, I loved it. I loved it. How funny. And again, it's... Overall, I think this show truly, truly, truly is worth anybody's fucking time. Because, like, it's it was great. I fucking loved it. I fucking loved it. Oh, absolutely. I, I adored the hell out of the show when I had first watched it. Uh, I... I think I don't remember if I watched it as it was airing. I know I watched the second season as it was airing. I think I watched this like I I shotgunned this as the second season was about to start because I I had already heard things about it and I was like oh oh maybe I'll watch that. And when I found out about season two, I, I was I shot through it real quick and it's it's great. It's a really fun show and obviously a lot of the jokes will probably go over your head if you're not you know really into Sentai or anything. Hell. Most of the jokes will go over your head if you've never heard of Sentai, but, uh, you know, if you're watching this fucking podcast, you probably know what, at the very least, <laughs> yeah. with some of those jokes, so I would hope so at the very least. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's it's a really great parody because it... Uh, honestly, you look, I'm not going to repeat myself again. I've already said enough about how much I like this show. I mean, again... It- we we can we're gonna say it multiple other times. This show is just it's just great. It is just a great show. Um, you know what? I'll, I'll I want to have to I want to I'm gonna put I'm gonna put it to to you guys and I'll answer it myself because people are gonna ask and people are gonna wonder. And I know they're very different shows, but Kiba Ranger or Kampai, which one? They're Honestly, almost the exact same. Almost the exact it, same length. It depends because uh, they're are two really different shows, despite the fact that they are ostensibly from the base level the same. They are both Sentai parodies. Where Akiba Ranger is more, this is made by fans of the genre for fans, and here we are. We're poking fun of it, but we're doing it in a self-aware way. But we're still very much an entry to the genre. Whereas here, it's more for, you know, people who watched the show when they were younger or people who kind of know what it is, but it's not necessarily made for hardcore fans, but it's it, it makes fun more of the genre, but it's still a solid comedy and it's still a solid show, both dramatically and seri- comedically. So, uh, as for which one I would prefer, um, it's hard to say. It's definitely hard to say. Um, uh, I like this one a little bit more, but Akiba Ranger is definitely a better technically made show. It's 
I can't really compare the two. I I'd say okay, I got you. Okay, I got solid you. jokes. I'd say I'd like the show a little bit more. All right, what about you? Van? All right, what about you, Van? Uh I'm kind of on the same boat. Okay. But pretty okay. much, it's it. Their humor humor style. It, it, like I could show some somebody who familiar with Power Rangers, the Kiba Rangers, and they could probably get a lot of the jokes and humor. While watching this, this is more of a sen- more Sentai isk. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Like it, it, I I personally like After Five a better than Akiba Rangers as a personal show. But Akiba does have a lot of memorable moments. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. So, and I, so again. It, it's more of a mood type of thing. Like, what? What am I kind of in the mood for? Like, no, I got you. No, I got you. One hundred percent on that one. Yeah. And, and especially. Sorry, keep going. I, I was, I was just gonna say, especially with, like, a Kiba Rangers. You, there are just like random episodes that you'll just remember, like, off the top of your head, like the Powerful Rangers episode, or, just like just random episodes that are kind of one note episodes that are sort kind of those things and i guess that's, oh, a, that's a good way to put it is that with after five you remember more specific like story segments or specific jokes not like episodes as a whole whereas the keeper ranger there are entire episodes that you remember more because of more things happen in them but a keeper not a keeper ranger after five is a little the jokes hit a little bit harder, so you remember the specific jokes a bit more than the whole episode. Uh, you know, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna be the odd one out here. I, I think hundred percent she over a Cuba Ranger any day. Like, I think for me, it's very much, it's very much within its perfections lies perfection, because everything from how. She, look how small of a budget it had asked it had just how basically it's like it's like if a if, it's like if a college student made a so small and intimate but at the same time hidden behind that shitty production shitty everything pretty much city like production wise be, hidden behind that mask is honestly one of the most Hard-hitting shows from a comedy that I've seen in a while. I loved the Cuba Rangers meta. I loved it. It was funny. It was... And goddammit, it got you thinking hard. You know, it got you thinking with that meta shit. It got you thinking really, really hard. But with this one... Because... Those types of jokes. You're not going to see Kampai Red pull in the fucking giveaway scrolling happen but just the the emotion and the i guess the heart that a lot of these jokes had behind them that you you feel like it was written by a guy who grew who did grow up with the original show sentai shows and thought to himself I, I would love to make something like this this is this sounds like a lot of fun and he worked with what he was given and it it paid off amazingly well because this I don't know who it is because I couldn't find anything on on him. Oh, I don't yeah, remember abs- who it is. Absolutely no goddamn clue who wrote this at all. 
I found the website and I, it has some listings of some crew, but I I forgot to translate it, so I don't remember exactly who wrote <laughs> the show. Um, does Does yeah, this but, even have a real Wikipedia page? Because, no, it doesn't. Not in English uh, that I could I'm, find. I'm, uh, it might have a Japanese one, but it's you know you'll have to dig because for that. Because I was looking up, like I wanted to look up like some of the cast list. Right be- as soon as I jumped into this, I wanted to look up kind of a cast list, just kind of look at some of the act- cast actors and stuff. Like, what have they done? Before? Like, I-, I recognize a few people, but I didn't. But I wanted to look more in depth. And I yeah, I think I think the Ranger Wiki, Oop. you know, to- <clears throat> no Tokusatsu Wiki, in which is pretty shit, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, but like I was saying, like within all those little imperfections, I'm not gonna lie, guys. I I think I really, really like this one a lot more than I did Kiva Ranger, and oh. that's not even to and that's to this and that's to this show's credit because Akiva fucking amazing. I love Akiva Ranger, and I don't think anybody can deny that that show's awesome. Oh no, not at all. So no, no, no. So the fact that I like this show that much more. Personally, I think that's the highest level of praise I can give it because this show was fantastic. Like, yeah, you know what? You can say that it had some slow moments. I understand, and I and I and I understand too. Like, I didn't even part the Yellow Ranger little mini arc that they had, the replacement. Eh, kind of hit or miss. But overall, I think it was just way better. I think it was just way better in the sense of its writing. Now, that's not to say anything about, you know, Riku Sanjo. I mean, I don't want that guy to come at my fucking house. Well, you mean, but, well um, I, I, I don't want him to come into my house either, but he didn't write a Kiva Ranger, but I get what you meant. Um, <laughs> I, I think he's outside my house right now. Oh, oh God, shit, oh, fuck. He's, 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 he's the most dangerous. You can't stop him, all right? Just lock your fucking door and hide. <laughs> just hope to God he doesn't, he doesn't remember your sense. He's, just, he's um, just a soldier, all right? He's the most dangerous writer. <laughs> Just hide. You'll never win. But but like I said, like it's it's a whole thing of the 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 mixture of all that shit. Ooh, something that would usually kill any other show. Maybe Ace, in my opinion. But that's just me. I love this fucking show. No, I I would definitely say you're not out uh, the 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 you're not different. <laughs> I can't fucking remember the word. All right, <laughs> I've been drinking. Um, so, I would not say you're, you're the odd one out of the bunch. That's the fucking phrase I was looking for. Uh, no, I definitely do like the show more than a Cube Ranger. It's just, they're two entirely different shows, so for me it was harder to kind of say one is better than the other. You, you kind of really, you kind of really explained it the, the best way possible. Everything you just kind of said really summarized a lot of the same opinions I had, and pretty much yeah that that kind of summarizes the, how i felt about it too i i guess the and van kind of brought this up too and it's uh, i'm gonna summarize kind of what he said is that the best way to put it is that a keyboard intrudes a show kind of made if you're a fan of sentai and you you like sentai whereas this is this is just kind of a comedy you could watch you don't really need to know about like you've you don't really need to know anything about the genre you don't need to really know about the tropes like if you've ever watched fucking anything that has any kind of superheroes, or if you've ever watched any fucking Saturday morning cartoon in your entire life ever, you'll get most of the jokes in this show. 
it's yeah you don't yeah. need to be a fan of the genre to get into this it's that kind of parody where it's simple enough where you can get into it and not have to be a fan to get the jokes but at the same time it stands on its own both as a parody of the genre being a fan and just a comedy on its own and i i think that's really what makes it different from akira ranger where this is just a comedy that happens to make fun of this genre whereas akira ranger is a specific parody of this specific genre and it's if you're not a fan of it already you're not gonna fucking like it or really get any of the jokes yeah and and it's it's funny because i was gonna say like even if you're not a fan of superheroes this is just fun like you 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 can have you you probably will be able to have a laugh at this because of again as jay said if you even have a cursory knowledge of superheroes or saturday morning cartoons that have superheroes in it this is going to make you crack up because you'll if, recognize if you, at least one of these tropes. If you fucking watched an episode of G.I. Joe in your life, you'll get basically half the jokes in this show. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think that's pretty much everything we can say about this show because this show... Yeah. Look, guys, it, the best thing I can say about a show is when I can just say, don't even listen to us. Just go watch it. Just go watch it yourself and you're going to see exactly why this show is so fantastic it's honestly the only other thing i can say about the show is much like a key ranger it's kind of disappointing how it's just kind of dropped off the map because because like i had mentioned it got a second season it came out the following year uh and the second season is it's a little bit different uh it's still a lot of the same kind of humor um it definitely does start leaning more on the specific kind of sentai or tokusatsu kind of tropes and parodies more for its jokes and its kind of its plots but it's still kind of overall the same show where it's it starts off haha it's a comedy it's a joke but then it starts taking itself more seriously near the end but it's not in the delay where it's like it just basically recycles the entire fucking season over again yeah but much like a key ranger after its second season it's basically been forgotten about uh and this, the thing is, is that they were going to make more. There was, after season two ended, there was, they had done a Kickstarter. Uh, they said, if we make X amount of money, we're going to do a third season, and then we're going to do a movie. And oh they, my god, they, the movie, yes. They passed, they passed that goal, uh, and four years have passed, and absolutely nothing has happened since. Unless it's taken uh, just that long. There has been absolutely no news no updates at all no indication that it's even still being worked on i don't fucking know nobody has said anything about this in any way that i can find obviously because it's not english i it's hard to find information about because this show is not particularly as big as you know even as big as a keyword ranger so it's not as well documented well just do what the commander did and make a threat on two chan yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i fucking might as well um, but it's, it's kind of weird because the show was really riding high and it was really popular. Season one did well and season two did even better. And here comes this Kickstarter and I don't remember exactly how much it made, but I know it passed its goal and they're like, yeah, we're going to do this or we'll, we'll get back to you guys soon. And that was 2015 and now it's, it's almost 2020 and, uh, there's been, Fuck all They're waiting, sense. Jay. They're waiting. Look, maybe, 
who knows? Maybe we'll get something this year. Maybe, no, Jay, just watch. Know. We're gonna Knock be the assholes wood. who puts. We're gonna be the assholes who puts this out, and then the day afterwards, season three in the movie though. It's gonna look, come I'm out, gonna guys. Fl- look, look, that has happened. Okay, I know that's happened. Where we've talked about something, and we've, like, we've <laughs> alluded to something happening, or we're like, oh, let's let's do so and so, and then it happens after we're already long past recording, and it's too late to say anything. So I don't know. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. I'm not holding my hopes out because it's been so long. I don't expect anything to happen anymore. But maybe. I don't know. Yoshihiko was fucking took six years to get a third season. So who knows? Uh, we, we'll, maybe either, soon. we'll either see the movie and show in the next week after recording this. Or, or never or again. Gonna be, we're going to be in our 30s and it's it still hasn't come out. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be fucking 60. Remember that show, Kampai? I like the that fu- show. Fucking half the cast is going to be dead, but, you know, we're going to do a third season. <laughs> I'm not... The writer's I'm, probably going to be fucking dead. We'll get, we'll get Ghostbusters 3. We'll get... It'll be Ghostbusters 3. Where we'll make a shitty reboot. <laughs> and, then, and then immediately afterwards, try and make try and make it better, but then it's just worse. Um... <laughs> So who knows? So, Maybe something will happen soon. You know, I'm not holding on any hope, obviously, because I've kind of, I've kind of given up at this point. But let's just tweet the actors, honestly. Honestly, you know what? I fucking like. I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, maybe I should just go ask Ryota Mirai or fucking anybody else who worked on this show. I was like, hey, did that season three ever end up getting fucking made? And obviously, he'd ignore me because I'm a gaijin who doesn't speak Japanese. Um... But you know, we'll fuck send it. Chad to do it. Yeah, Chad. Hey, Chad. <laughs> Chad, go do that. Uh, obviously, here's the part where we patch in Chad responding, telling me no. But obviously, it's not going to happen. So, sir, uh, <laughs> Chad saying no. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, this the show, fantastic. Funny, dramatic, made me cry, boys. It made me cry. And, yeah, just go fucking watch it. Give it a watch. It's... It's good. It's it's really good. I don't, I don't know how much other ways I can summarize it or explain it. It's really good. It does what it set out to do well. And it ends up... I, I almost said subverting my expectations, but that phrase cannot be used unironically anymore because it's uh, Star Wars. A subvert of my expectations. It, it, it doesn't do what you would expect out of a stock parody, and I think yeah. that's really why it's worth watching. It's it's different. It's very different. Um. So, with that being said, it's not time for the wheel. Uh, it's because... Here's what's going to be happening for the next two weeks, big boys and girls. So, as you know, we're having our year-end 2019 Toku whatever blah 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 awards. That's still going on. The voting won't stop for that until the 29th because we're more than likely going to try and record that a day or two before New Year's Eve. Because, you know, so... Especially because New Year's is on the 1st. So that's also, that's pretty cool. Um... Or New Year's is on Wednesday, I should say, which is usually where we would upload. So, 
what we're going to do is next week we are going to be releasing the unreleased episode of Thunderbolt, which that's going to be for that. For Christmas, uh, we're going to be doing a mailbag. Now, whether it's just going to be me by myself or Jay with me or everybody with me, it doesn't really matter. Whoever, we'll, we'll find something out. It's going to be just a quick-ass mailbag. And then the 31st, or uh, Wednesday, is going to be... We're not going to record it that day, but Wednesday is going to be when we release the episode with the year-end awards. So if you want to get all those year-end awards, get them in now. Get them in quickly. Get them in as many times as you want. Actually, don't do that. But yes, just get them in all, all, get in all your votes, and we'll see that then. And then, I think for the second week of January, we'll take just a small little break. Just to let ourselves cool down, because you know it's been an entire year. And then after that, congratulations boys and girls, you have just entered into the road to five years. Fuck. We started in 2015, Van. <laughs> oh my god, this is so weird to say, but yeah, five years. I so, find it hard to believe, because I don't even fucking remember when I God, I've been doing that. this. Uh, You've been yeah. here for like three already. I've been here for most of it, which is weird. You started in Ghost, say. which was three years ago, wasn't it? Ugh, don't remind me about Ghosts. Yeah, that was three years ago. So yeah, you've been here for three years. I've been here for the all full motherfucking five. Uh, so was Phil and Chad, funny enough. So, yeah, so, with that being said, guys, just, just remember, just remember that schedule, and if not, I'm also going to put it on the, uh, I'm also going to make, like, a, an update post on Facebook, Podbean, and Discord server. Again, if you want to, you, you should probably visit that server in case you want, like, updates. Um, so yeah, just remember this, just remember this schedule. Next week, well, this week, Kampai Senshi, which is the one you're listening to right now. Next week, Thunderbolt. The week after that, the mailbag with whoever gets on and the week after that is the year end of awards and after that one week break and then for the rest of the year we're back on the saddle boys and yeah and that's about it i think uh so yeah with that being said guys thank you again once again for listening to today's episode that jay Good night and cheers. That's Van. What was the name of the spinoff for Cheers again? Uh, that was Frasier. Fucking... Frasier. <laughs> I don't know how you forgot about that, because Frasier is way more popular than Cheers ever was. Which is Frasier, weird. There's no, Fr- there's no Frasier restaurant, as far as I'm aware. But still... Uh, Fucking Frasier was way more popular than Cheers. Even I fucking knew that. I've been I, to the I, I almost, I almost thought, I was almost going to say, like, aren't you from the place in Cheers? No, that's Chicago. I've been to Cheers. It's here in Boston last I checked. There's, oh, is it, it? There's one. Yes, I've been to it. It's not that great, but obviously this is, you know, 30 plus years after the show ended, so it's obviously gone downhill in quality. Um... I've been there. Even I knew Frasier was the more popular one. What the fuck? Well, well, boomer sitcoms aside.
<laughs> Boomer sitcoms aside. Uh, I'm AJ. We'll see you guys next week. Bye bye. Actually, we'll see Goodbye. you guys on the we'll see you guys in the mailbag. <laughs> yes. <laughs>